The Obama administration's cybersecurity framework has been around for a couple of years. Developed under the auspices of the National Institute of Standards and Technology, the framework is proving to be a tool that goes beyond helping enterprises, especially those operating critical infrastructure, to secure their information assets. The cybersecurity framework is a tool that fosters communications among various stakeholders, such as IT security practitioners and business executives, or as we'll shortly hear, between insurers and lawyers and their respective clients. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group. A few weeks back, we posted an interview with Matt Barrett. He's a program manager at NIST, overseeing the cybersecurity framework. In that interview, Barrett explained of coming changes to the framework. Check out that interview at our website. Today, we'll pick up our conversation. I asked Barrett how some industries use the framework, and he responded it wasn't just to secure their IT infrastructure. And that's particularly true on how insurers and lawyers service their clients. Primary thrust, though, I think has been how can they better service their clients? What equals good underwriting logic around cybersecurity? And to what extent does cybersecurity framework lay into that underwriting logic? That's a question the insurance industry is asking themselves. Uh, the legal community. Um, Before we get to the legal community, let's stick with insurers. Oh, sure, sure insurance industry being quite scientific and statistical in their historic approach to insurance, but not having a huge body of actuarial data around cybersecurity. With that as a context, I think they're looking for things that represent best practice and proper cybersecurity risk management. So cybersecurity framework is something that I've seen discussed and sometimes called out by name as we want to understand where you are at relative to cybersecurity framework or similar principles. I've seen studies by Marsh out of the UK brought together the UK government and several other insurance houses, and I've, I've seen them publish favorable responses to not only cybersecurity framework, but also to the United Kingdom's cyber essentials. Barrett says insurers place value in the cybersecurity framework because they see enterprises, by adopting the framework, demonstrate their commitment to reduce IT risk. It's more of a understanding where their clients are at with the maturity of their cybersecurity risk management. I've never heard of a circumstance where uh, somebody was denied <laughs> insurance because they weren't following the cybersecurity framework. It's more understanding where their clients are at currently. And I think in that respect, you know, insurance companies could and probably do use great best practices like ISO 27001 and, and other sort of guidance as well. Now let's get back to lawyers. How do they use the cybersecurity framework? I think they're interested in best practices in so much as they might be referred to in, in a court of law. Like I was doing my due diligence, so just doing the things that I should be doing because I was using methodology X or approach Y. I, I think that is the interest of the legal community. There's a perception in legal circles that the framework is the industry standard on how to approach IT risk. I think there's the question. That's, a, that's an outstanding question that nobody's solved, and candidly, NIST is not going to answer that question. That's, uh, that's for that community to answer. You know, is it a, uh, I guess, a standard of due care, I think, is a phrase that I've heard used. It's, it's a to be determined. You know, the community's still working that out. What does NIST envision for the cybersecurity framework? What we hope is to drive a hardier dialogue a more precise dialogue, when I say more precise, one where we're not accidentally talking past one another, where we truly understand what each other is saying in regards to cybersecurity. As though it seems one of the core values of the cybersecurity framework is to improve communications among its various constituencies. 
Yeah, absolutely. I liken the cybersecurity framework core, the, I use a nerdy word, I call it a taxonomy, but the reason I refer to it that way is here's a taxonomy that anybody who's taking a biology class will remember, the plant and animal taxonomy, kingdom, phylum, family order, class, genus, species, right, the seven-layer model. When I say canine and when I say feline, I bet we don't have to communicate any further for you to intuit well, here are some properties that those classes of animals have in common, and here are some properties that they have that are different. And in some ways, framework endeavors to be the same sort of thing relative to cybersecurity outcomes. Has NIST developed new terminology to enhance communications amongst stakeholders? That's an interesting question because one dimension, one design criteria, if you will, of framework was we purposely tried to pick words that weren't novel, that were in practice in the industry. Asset management is an example. Asset management, well used in cybersecurity circles. But by virtue of bringing the core of framework up to those five functions, identify, protect, detect, respond, and recover, we gave a vocabulary that was applicable for broader risk management, not just cybersecurity risk management, which brought that discussion, elevated that discussion in an organization enough that the HR person and the legal person and the cyber person can all understand, well, wait a second, when I say asset, when you say asset, when you say asset, hey, we all had different definitions. So it's driving that discussion too. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure talking with you, Matt. Yeah, likewise, Eric. Take care. That's Matt Barrett, NIST Program Manager, who oversees the Cybersecurity Framework. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabrow.